You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 21st, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book and I have a wide-ranging show. We're going to get into the movers and shakers from the latest top 24-7 sports rankings for the 2021 class. Obviously, we're going to look at Buckeye commits and guys the Buckeyes are in on. Jay Book, let's start with Kyle McCord. He continues to rise up the rankings. He is now a five-star quarterback. Ryan Day early on pegged him as a guy that he loved. He had his choice between J.J. McCarthy and Kyle McCord, and Ryan Day picked Kyle McCord. Just your thoughts on Kyle McCord as a prospect and the fact that he moved up to a five-star ranking. Yeah, I'm very happy for the kid that he got that ranking bump there. Uh, But it's a testament to Ryan Day and his eye for talent. Um, A lot of people were saying that uh, McCarthy was the best prospect, but Ryan Day thought otherwise. And I truly believe that if Ryan Day would have been full in on McCarthy, he would have been a Buckeye. Uh, but but Day saw something in Kyle McCord. He has a big-time arm. He's playing against some of the best competition in his area. Um, and getting getting him also paid a, paid a huge role for getting Marvin Harrison Jr. So you have to like getting a two uh, a two boom there out of the same high school. But I think uh, he's a big-time prospect, and you look at Ohio State's quarterback room with the, with the guys that they currently have on campus, and now you have uh, McCord coming in, who's a big-time talent. It just speaks volumes for Ryan Day and guys trusting him to get the most out of them as far as the quarterback position. Another guy that moved way up is Donovan Jackson. He moved up you know, more than Kyle McCord did. Donovan Jackson was already a four-star prospect, Ohio State commit, offensive lineman from Texas. He's moved up all the way to a high four-star in the composite, and he's a five-star according to the in-house 24-7 sports rankings. They have him all the way up to number eight uh, for our in-house rankings at 24-7 sports. But just your thoughts on Donovan Jackson moving up that much, Jay Book. Yeah, and just kind of reiterating what 24-7 has said about him, uh, pretty much in all the camps and the showcases that he showed up at, he was absolutely dominant. He was a guy that really uh, showed that he belonged. He showed that he's the, the top guard in the country. Uh, pulling the, the top prospect out of, test, uh, out of Texas is a huge boom for Ohio State, considering they also did that with Garrett Wilson. Uh, the thing about, about him is he doesn't play against the best competition in high school, but going against some of the top high-end All-American talent on the camp circuits and some of the all-star showcases, he really showed that he belonged. So it's it's going to be interesting because um, his length is, is solid for a guard. I know in high school and stuff, they, pro- they have him swinging out there at the tackle position. He's going to be better suited for playing inside, but just his raw talent – Getting him on campus is just going to provide uh, much more needed depth on that offensive line. 
On the other side of the ball, Mike Hall from Streetsboro, Ohio, continues to make a meteoric rise up the rankings. He's all the way now to the number 91 overall player in the country, number eight defensive tackle, number three player in Ohio now. He was like number nine, I think, in the last ranking. So he, he shot up to number three in Ohio. Uh, I, no, no surprise to someone like yourself who's seen his film and knows about him. It's just what a great get for the Buckeyes to get him locked up early to see him shoot up the rankings. What do you think the listeners need to know about Mike? call Jay book he's you have to like those, those Ohio kids that are willing to shut it down because they know that they want to be Buckeyes and he mentioned that he mentioned that um, after his conversations with Ryan Day uh, he knew that he wanted to just shut it down and this was way before his ratings bump um, came in so Ohio State was in on him fairly early they knew what they had in him as far as a prospect. He's a big boy. Uh, he's going to continue to grow. Um, I like for him to be one of those alpha dogs in the middle who's going to be able to uh, to really flood up those lanes for the for the linebackers so that they can roam free. But for him, he's a penetrating guy. He's going to be able to get off the ball quickly. The thing about him is just continue to get bigger. Um, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't mind seeing him playing around. 290, 300 pounds. You want to have those big space eaters up there, but just getting the talent like him in the fold early on, especially locking down the in-state guy, is going to be tremendous as far as uh, getting getting uh, probably the best defensive line haul that Ohio State has seen in many years if things fall the way uh, they're looking like they could for this 2021 class. The one Ohio State commit that dropped a lot was Ben Christman. He uh, dropped more than 100 spots in the 24-7 sports rankings. I mean, he's still ranked as the number 101 overall player in the nation, according to the 24-7 sports composite, but the in-house rankings dropped him a lot. He also dropped from the number two player in Ohio to the number five player in Ohio, according to the 24-7 sports in-house rankings. You know, you talk to people like Bill Green and Bill Curlick, they're still really high on Ben Crispin. And again, we're still talking about, even with him dropping in 24-7 sports' opinion, he's still like a top 200 player in the nation, still really good, and still a top 101 player in the nation, according to the composite. So what do you make of that? What do you make of Ben Crispin dropping so much? Yeah, I found that fairly interesting that they were that aggressive when it comes to dropping him. Um, but he's still a he's still a heck of a prospect. Uh, I think I just think it's twenty four seven saying that he's a guy that's going that's probably not as good as advertised early on um, by looking at the film and things of that nature. But for him, he has an opportunity to really um, bounce back. Um, he needs to put together a great year as far as on the football field, and then. Um, you know, it, it, it's up to him if he wants to participate in the full camp circuit. Um, a lot of guys who are committed, and they were committed that early on, they just believe in themselves. They don't They don't always feel like they have something to prove. So it will be interesting to see if he wants to participate in all of those camp circuits, which a lot of times dictate where your rankings are. If you're going to be a mover uh, up or a guy that's going to fall down, a lot of times if you see a guy who's just comfortable within themselves, feel like they don't need to prove something, and they don't participate in the camp circuit, a lot of those guys don't see a huge bump. They usually see usually see those guys falling a little bit further down the rankings. I want to ask you about a couple running backs in the 2021 class, and then we'll move on to other topics. 
Let's start before we get to Travion Henderson. Let's start. You know, stay in the state of Ohio and with Corey Kiner. He moved up a little bit. He moved up from you know the number I think eight player in the state to number seven player. He's now the number ten running back in the country, number one hundred fifty six overall prospect in the country according to twenty four seven Sports Composite. Young man out of Cincinnati, Roger Bacon. I mean, you know, I've heard Bill Green say that you know if he called Ohio State and said he wanted to commit right now, would they take him? He's probably they would. He said, and I was like, wow. I mean, I would think it would be definitely. I mean, this is a guy that's one of the better running backs in the country. And again, we'll we'll get into Travion Henderson and some of the other guys are in on. But I think I think Kiner would be a, a take. Just your take on what you think about Corey Kiner as a player and him moving up a little bit in the rankings. Yeah, it's it, depending on who you listen to as far as Ohio State recruiting funded, some of them have varying opinions on him. Uh, some people think that he's maybe a take right now. Others believe that down uh, Ohio State's recruiting board as far as the running back position, and he may not actually be a take right now because they feel really good on where they stand with Henderson and some of the other top running backs in the nation. I think um, it, it's just going to be what Ohio State – how they view him as far as the actual pure talent. I truly believe that Ohio State needs a, a home run hitter to complement some of the backs that they currently have on the roster. And I think that's what you get out of Henderson, a guy that can hit that hole. And if he gets a crease, then he's going to take it to the house. Uh, will you get that out of Kiner? You know, who knows um, how big will he get? But if Ohio State, if there's a lot of question marks, surrounding if he's a take right now i would lean towards that's probably the case usually if if the if the ohio state recruiting analysts um believe that a guy is a take and he's a surefire talent there's usually a uh an agreement amongst them all but once if there's a guy that a lot of people is unsure of there's probably a little smoke there that he may not be a take right now not to say that um he's going to be a guy that Ohio State, you know, will absolutely just flat out say no. I think they probably want to see how things shake out with some of the other top running backs that they have their eyes on. And let's get to Travion Henderson, the number one running back in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, number 11 overall, according to 24-7 Sports. You look at the composite, similar, but, you know, a little lower rated, number two running back in the country, number 27 overall prospect, young man out of Hopewell, Virginia, Travion Henderson, you know, as you, you and I talked about, do you think it's down to Ohio State and Oklahoma? At least those are those two leaders right now. Just how do you think this is going to shake out with Travion Henderson? Right, and he recently did an interview with 24-7 Sports where he mentioned Ohio State and Oklahoma as being the two teams that are standing out uh, to him as far as his recruitment goes. And those are the two teams, according to him, that are recruiting him the hardest. The thing that you have to like about him, according to his coaches, he was only getting about 13 touches a game. But as far as his body development, he's put on 15 to 20 pounds from the previous season to this past season as far as um, body weight and muscle. So they project that he's going to be playing around. He played around 190 pounds his past year, and if he continues to get bigger, the sky's the, the limit for this kid, and that's what you want to look at as far as running backs. Where are they at as far as their ceiling and their potential? And I think with this guy getting so limited amount of carries per game, 
he's still growing. He's showing that his body can handle the additional weight. I think he can play at 200-plus easily and still have that explosive ability in his games. So just seeing that he has so much untapped potential, but he's already so good at what he does, tells you that he is a big-time talent and I think he is a major, major priority, in my opinion, for as far as Ohio State, considering um, Ohio State has missed on some of their top-tier running backs over the past couple of classes. So getting him is should be, you know, one of the top five priorities in the class, along with Tony Grimes, cornerback, and and bringing in some more defensive back there. But a running back has to be addressed. Uh, Tony Alford really needs this one. He really needs this win. And he spoke very highly this week of Tony Alford, saying that uh, he has a great relationship with him, and Tony Alford has um, really stayed in touch with him on a day-to-day basis via text message. And he's talked to Ryan Day, and they've really shown him how he would fit in in his Ohio State offense. So if you're looking at running back um, production, obviously Ohio State running back position has fared you know, really well compared to Oklahoma. And I just think that right now Ohio State has really positioned themselves um, here. And Steve Wolfbone even came out and said that Ohio State's in a great position for him. But to me, I think his own is going to come down to Tony Alford. He needs to close his kids. Let's finish the show talking about Ohio State's 2020 offensive line. This could be a great offensive line, Jonah, when you look at, you know, three returning starters, with Thayer Munford back at left tackle, Josh Myers at center, Wyatt Davis at right guard. I think Harry Miller, you can plug him in there at left guard, and he's going to do really well. It's almost like he got, you know, I mean, the four spots are locked up, as Matt Baxendale mentioned on Wednesday's morning five-ish. Right tackle is very interesting to me because I think we all have Nicholas Petit-Ferrer penciled in there. We don't have him in Sharpie because Dewan Jones is looming. I mean, Paris Johnson's in the mix, too. I think Paris Johnson's probably going to be the backup to Thayer Munford, if I had to guess. But, man, I envision a very good battle at right tackle between NPF and Dewan Jones. Do you agree with me? And if so, how do you see it shaking out there? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I'm pumped up about this uh, offensive line this year. I think, and it was even said in the boarding house that this is probably the best high-end talent when it comes to the offensive line that Ohio State has seen for years. And the offensive line play has been pretty solid these last couple of years, and especially that run that Urban Meyer had there with Ed Warner. They were absolutely flat-out dominant. But I think the guys that they have now here, um, the, the meshing of them is going to be key. Uh, Wyatt Davis is a first-round pick in my mind. Josh Myers is going to be uh, – a day one, day two selection in the NFL draft. You got a three-year starter in Thayer Munford coming back. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be a guy that's going to uh, push for all Big Ten. Uh, but as far as the right tackle position, I think it's going to be uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere. He's going to get his first crack. All indications are they're happy with his progress as far as getting the weight on. That was his main issue. He came in really light. Um, I know they had him ramping up his calorie intake to make sure that he can pack on those pounds, and I think he's ready to go. Just giving him that confidence of being a starter is going to be big for his development. But DeWan Jones, they love him. They love they love the way he's developed. Um, he's further ahead than what they really anticipated. So just getting him um, getting him to push 
MPF is going to be huge, and I, I agree with you there. I think uh, Paris Johnson is going to be battling and probably be on that left side there because he's a true left tackle. Uh, but you have to like the depth there. You have some pure – we actually have some pure tackles, and they're going to be pushing each other, so that's going to bode well for the program, especially the offensive line. But I, I like DeWan Jones. I like the way he moves. I like his enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. He's a massive man. I know a lot of people originally said that he's going to be a guy that needs to shed some pounds and get in better shape. But he's he's he moves well for his size. And Mick Morati has said that they love his attitude. Like they would just yell and scream at this kid, and he would just smile back and just go as hard as he can for as long as he can. And he's learning more about his nutrition and how to take care of his body. So you have to really give credit to Stud because he has recruited these guys, and at the moment he's starting to show that he's developing these guys. So just having so many bodies at the tackle position is going to bode well throughout the year. Excellent insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's get that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.